It's a bird. It's a plane. It's the Nostalgic Album Podcast with your hosts, Alex and Stovepipe, where we use music to remind ourselves how much being an adult sucks ass. Welcome. Nostalgic Album Podcast. I'm Stovepipe. I'm Alex. Happy Halloweener. Happy Halloweener. Take one. <laughs> no silly voice for me. Although I could do the Bavarian accent that I do for the baby all the time. Uh, you sound like a vampire when you do that. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. On point. I make some laugh. I'm definitely excited for the beer just because it's got uh, such a beautiful it's got a Halloween-y. Gorgeous jack-o'-lantern-y. Jack-o'-lantern-ness. Yes, it is. What are we, what are we drinking? It is pumpkin porter from Big Lake Brewing in downtown Holland, Michigan. Oh, really? So mm-hmm. it's a new one. Yeah, they're not. They're not oh, new. God, they're like good. off the. It's like off the beaten path. Like yeah. it's a couple blocks over from New Holland. Right. That's but, good. Yeah, I'm. Boy, I'm very pleased with that. I'm hoping that the alcohol content isn't that high because I'm probably going to drink two. Yeah, I'll, I gotta look now because then I'll know if I can have another one. I probably shouldn't. I didn't eat much today. Hmm. We had spaghetti, so oh, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got carbs. I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I realized over the past, I always joked that I don't like talking about food. Um, something has switched in me. I think it's because I work with a guy. A, he's an incredible cook, and B, he could have a cooking show. He's just not pretentious about how he describes food. And mm-hmm. so I now enjoy uh, talking about food, and my uh, food show uh, intake has just doubled <laughs> over the past. Mine, too, yeah. over the past four years. What, what do you watch? What don't we? Um, do you watch um, Barefoot Contessa? No. We watch lots of Chopped and yep. Cutthroat Kitchen and Hell's Kitchen. Yep. And, and you probably uh, watch Parts of Known. I mean, that's not really a cooking show, but yeah, a food show for it's, sure. It's Bourdain. You can't have yeah. a Bourdain show without right. food. Yeah. He like smokes a joint and then eats a bowl of quinoa. <laughs> and tells you that you're doing your life wrong yeah. if you don't come here <laughs> to get this dish. I'm a big fan of... Cutthroat Kitchen okay. because it's uh, Elton Brown and it's oh, kind of Elton like Brown. well it's kind of like chopped but what he does is he gives everybody all the contestants get twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars and then throughout the game like throughout the round he auctions yeah. off like mm-hmm. sabotages like for example here's a half a pan if you win this auction you can make one of your contestants. Mm-hmm only allowed to use this pan for cooking right. this half oh, wow. pan okay. or yeah, sure. here's an entire miniature here's an entire miniature kitchen you must sit in it or like one of the that's fun i think one of the best ones i've seen is that's a recurring one is he has mm-hmm. like one of those little tykes cars yeah. that's dressed up like a taxi and right. it's a it's a double whammy sabotage cuz what the winner gets to pick two opponents yeah. 
and they have to be in the car together at all times and can only be at one or the other oh, station. Wow, really? So sure, they're yeah, constantly yeah. like, I have to go over here because I need to cut my stuff yep. or whatever. Yep. And it's it just it's a whole new element to like competition cooking. Right, yeah. Whereas like chopped is just kind of like, here's a basket of ingredients. Right. Make something. Don't right. suck. Yeah. <laughs> what what um you you like to cook? I do, yeah. but I yeah, don't do a ton of it. We do oh, a yeah. lot of uh we do a lot of easy meals yeah. and the uh like the meal prep services. Yeah. Which stre- oh, I like those. Yeah. They stress me out because it's not like the way the instruction cards are mm-hmm. written is not how I like prefer to work mm-hmm. the kitchen. Right. So I struggle quite mightily with a yeah. lot of them where it's like, I'm completely losing control of right. my situation yeah. because yeah, I, I have feel like too. I should have done this step somewhere mm-hmm. else and right. now my chicken's burning right. and yeah. the house and, is blue and with and with the cooking shows like sometimes you just don't want to cook you want to just watch it and salivate over the food but like when i've cooked with some of the cooks mm-hmm. that's definitely my way of learning that stresses mm-hmm. me out a lot less that being said i did it was a hello fresh and it was good it was really mm-hmm. good we've done that we've we're doing uh home chef right now mm-hmm. but yeah. I think we've done a couple other ones as well. Yeah. Don't remember which ones, but yeah, they make, you know, it makes like three nights of your week really easy. Yeah, you exactly. know what you're having for dinner. Yeah. At least you're like sharpening a skill set too. Not <laughs> you're just not microwaving s- something. You're not sitting there going, I don't know what to make for dinner. Nothing sounds good. And then <laughs> going to Culver's. Right. Yeah. I love <laughs> or Culver's. something. Culver's is so good. But. Cooking shows yeah, aside, yeah. we have to talk about Halloween and uh, what we're doing for night one of our Halloween spook tag. Right, yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, you well, be- it'll, it'll be one before Halloween and one uh, after. Loyal listeners who've been around <laughs> since last year or two weeks ago will notice right. that we have failed again yeah. at putting out an episode at our new Tuesday yeah, release right. day. Right. And this one will be coming to you on Friday. On Friday, yep. And as likely will be next week's. Right. But we promise we'll get back yeah. on it. There's been some uh, unforeseen scheduling delays, yeah, let's yeah, say. Yeah. <laughs> but have you noticed, uh, I think that the discussion group that we started is going to go well. If you type nostalgic albums into the group search, it, will, it's, it pops up immediately. I should be participating better. Yeah, people, that. we're getting some, I think but it's going to be I've a good starting some, point. I've seen some, already seen some solid posts yep. that th- weren't you. Yeah, I think people understand what we're trying to do there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, what's what's on the, what tool do I want to ask you about? What is, um, let me see. Well, I know that's a vice grip over there, but what do you use that mostly for mm-hmm. in, in the context of guitar building over here? Uh, that's mostly for, that's a lot for like, filing saddles mm-hmm. or new nuts it's easier to hold them right in there and cut yeah. my slots than it is to try and mask off your entire headstock and not oh. like bang into it okay well there you go it's one of those um, uh, uh the right tool for the job type mm-hmm. situations yeah. also useful for Pressing random bushings. Right. 
or to stick people's heads in it if they don't pay you. People's fingers. That, one, <laughs> that one's that would fit ahead. Okay, that one's I'm too low casino, travel. Joe Pesci. That one scene. Mm-hmm. No, I just sell your stuff if you don't pay me. That's, <laughs> that's funny. Well, it's I don't have it written into a contract yet because I haven't decided right. on what number of days and attempts to contact you right. constitutes an abandoned instrument. At mm-hmm. which point, right. I'm going to put it on marketplace to try and recoup right, yeah, at least yeah. the work I put into it. Right. Nobody's done that yet. Good. Oh, one per- it will happen once, I'm uh, sure. You know? One person has abandoned an instrument, but it was because I got it from them okay. on behalf of someone else, right. and now they can't get a hold of the person who actually owns oh, it. And okay. so they were like, you know what? We've been trying to get a hold of them for eight months or something. Yeah. Just sell it or yeah. keep it. <laughs> that said... Justin has a very important show coming up. I do on Saturday, yep. It will be tomorrow at the time you heard this. Right, yep. And, um, uh, yes. Well, we're releasing this on Friday. I thought that's what we were doing. Yes, so in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be at the listening room. I'm, I've I got some good audio video equipment now, so I'm going to at least record a couple. Like, Kyle, me, and uh, our, my cellist are playing doing a cover of the Cure's Love Song. And you know that great riff? She does that on cello. Uh, I like Anne Berlin's version of it better. They do that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know. That's such a good song. I'll have to send it to you. Because I, I, I don't actually hate the 311 one, believe it or not. But <laughs> I like 311, but that's because I grew up with it. Right. And I don't I don't dislike them. It's so different than what I listen to. <laughs> but like, yeah, we're going to do... I, too, owned pants that you couldn't see my feet. Yeah, I know, me too. Yeah, Jenko's, <laughs> yep. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a good show. The great Emily Petersmark of Crane Wives fame will be unveiling her uh, solo music that has not been heard. She has decided to play some Crane Wives songs, which I think is a good idea. Like, mm-hmm. I totally get the impulse to not want to, uh, because... You need to fill your set, You need though. to fill your set. And there's a couple songs from my pre-horror uh, music past that people like, and I wasn't going to play them. But like, of course, I'm going to play them. And you know when you go to a show and they don't play some of their old hits that you love, like you feel a little bit duped. So It's like going to a Super Tramp show where they yep. don't play Long Way Home, <laughs> although the Verve Pipes version yeah. is better. It's better, yeah. You don't, you don't want to get into one of those. But yeah, tickets are selling really well, uh, and I think it's going to be a really nice... Um, uh, show up of, of folks. We're going to decorate it very uh, Halloween-like, uh, and both wearing uh, costumes. And uh, that that's such a cool place. How many shows have you seen there? Just one. Okay, but did you get a cocktail? I don't think I did. They I know my really wife good cocktails, did. very reasonable. So. I know my wife did. I believe that I was uh, mm-hmm. taking a turn taking on the. Taking a turn on the wagon. Yeah, yeah, no, here, here. Um, but yeah, it's going to... As so, I'm prone to do from time to time. Yeah, yeah, same here. But uh, yeah, if you're listening to this and you're hearing it on Friday and you have one more day to get tickets, there's still plenty of tickets, you know. Uh, I will be there as well, will so be there, yep. come say hi and buy me a beer unless I decide <laughs> I'm not drinking. <laughs> here, here. I will have business cards and maybe stickers. Yes. I don't know. We'll see yeah, how yeah. I feel when I get out of the car. Definitely, definitely bring some. Um. All right. Well, yeah, that's coming up. I can't wait. So I'm in. I'm officially in the Halloween spirit. I should have brought a bunch of Reese's or something, but beer will do. We have uh, 
We, of course, have our links to all our relevant business ventures in all our places. We're not going to keep wasting two minutes of the podcast telling you how to find us. I like our I like our setup, though. The t- what does this tool do? Mm-hmm. And then what am I doing? That's going to be a... Yeah. That's, it's more interesting than yeah. a long list of social of, of media sites, yeah. sites yeah. that are, in my case, at best, poorly updated. Right, yep. But, but uh, yes, but do check. Please join our Facebook group, Nostalgic Albums. There's some good discussions. Someone just posted one of collective souls albums that definitely brought up some nostalgia so there's a go please we need to direct people towards that was that buddy i know uh, justin van haven okay uh buddy buddy has contributed some yeah he's, he's a good guy i saw that um yeah but uh, what did you do for this our first halloween motley yeah motley cruise uh shout at the devil i did alice in chains dirt yep which is a horrifying cover yes could have picked jar of flies that or, was that's or jars a, of clay no, that's scary for a different, different reason. reason right? <laughs> All right, do you get the you get the uh, coin? I have the coin. Heads or tails, my friend. Ah, uh, heads. There you go. Right the coin your, is going yeah. right on your wiener. Okay. Nope. Is it gone? It's gone. It's like finding a guitar pick here. We'll swing it again. I don't know what's happened. It hit my hand, and now it's. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jesus. That one's under my chair, though. Okay. That's tails. Okay, I picked heads, right? You did. Uh, okay, all right. All right, let's get dirty. I'll find it three weeks from now. <laughs> did uh, did the did this album live up to the magic of your youth? In some ways, it exceeded it. Oh, there we go. Uh, I was gonna say it's Alice in Chains. I mean, that's a, kind of not a band that is gonna age poorly. No, there's uh, there's something about tragic deaths that yep. makes your band just yeah. stick. Plus, they have a pretty solid foothold in a tremendous seismic shift right. in popular music. They have. So, and my understand, I may be wrong, but oh, I found it. It's under the piano. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I'm not going to comment uh, with any judgment on the way he died. Uh, but wasn't he known for being like a pretty good dude? Like, I there's YouTube's of him telling skinheads to go fuck off. And I have not heard a bad story. Right, about I him. haven't either. And I don't know if that's. I, like, I, I know he struggled with drug use, and that's a completely different. Uh, I don't know if that's like the glossing of the dead that people tend yeah, to do, where like right. if you can't say something bad about good about someone, just say the bad, bad stuff, stuff really fast. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But I don't know. I've, I've, I hear about him, and he seems like he was a, he was a, one of the good ones. I hope I'm right on that one. Um, I know that people really like him. His fan base is, you know, still mm-hmm. very loyal. He's generated thousands of vocal clones at yep. this point. Yeah. God, he's got such a good voice. So, um, how did it exceed your? Well, first, tell me how you first heard this album as a kid, and then how it exceeded it. That would be. That one crawled out of the pages of Guitar World again mm-hmm. because it's one I kind of found later, like because right. Alice in Chains came back with a new lead singer mm-hmm. in like two thousand and six, I want to okay. say, yep. which was uh, the album that they came out with then was Black Gives Way to Blue, right? Which is it sounds just like okay. They found a guy who sounds just like him. Which isn't 
I which mean, is hard to, of, but. it's hard to do, but not impossible. Right. I mean, Journey did it. Mm-hmm. Journey did it twice. And Queen, kind of, right? No. He's not, he doesn't sound like Freddie. And Adam Lambert sounds nothing like Freddie. He has and the, the chutzpah. That... He has the stage presence, okay. but not the, not the voice. And he'd be the first person to tell you that. Okay. His voice is tremendous, but it's not that. Adam Lambert is a gay man, correct? He is. Okay. Which is funny when you watch, like, I watched the Queen documentary, yeah. and they, like, delve into Adam Lambert, like, <laughs> first experiencing tabloids trying to oh, out him. Yeah, And yeah, he'd been yeah. living out since before he was famous, <laughs> and they, like, had him on all these talk shows, yeah. and they're trying to get him to just say, yeah, I'm gay. And he's like... <laughs> I thought people knew. Yeah. I, look at me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was obvious. Yeah. Apparently yeah. not. Okay. Moving on. Right. Well, I'm not one who would say that that would be a requirement to be in any band, but in Queen, I feel like it might. Like, the, maybe I feel like that would be a pretty it big layer. Might to lose. be. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's hard to, and, and I mean that positively. It, you can't really separate Freddie from his his whole thing. No. And, uh, but uh, anyway, um, back to the album. Um, uh, and what was your first, as much as you can remember, your first uh, experience, your think... first reaction to this music? <laughs> Sorry, the allergies. This is that's that's on par with that burp that no, no one heard from a couple weeks. Not quite as disgusting. But... No, but oh, we Lord. can laugh about it just the same. Oh, um, I'm pretty sure I checked this one out from the library. Okay. And you didn't ride your bike to Schiller and get it like No, fast. I was at that point it was I'm not sure they were producing it anymore because okay. that would have been when I was old enough to ride my bike to Schuler's would have been mm-hmm. like 2000. Oh, okay, yeah. So I don't think that would have been in ready production. Right. But I could walk to the library. You could walk to the library, yeah. I like getting albums from the library. Libraries are rule. Why don't more you get free things for like as long that you need them? We, we buy so many things we don't need. You could just go to the library, take it out for three weeks. And then libraries if, rule. And then if you like forget to bring it back, yeah. they're like, it's okay. It'll just cost you like a yeah. dollar. Yeah, they're like wicked chill about it. And they usually forgive a couple. And then, yep. Then there was Blockbuster. Right. If yeah. you forgot your DVD for a week, they cut off your leg. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah they, right. and sold it on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Sent you to bed with nothing but dessert. Exactly. So, um, so how does it exceed your? I always kind of. It had been so long since I had, I guess, like listen to it as an album. Right. Yeah. I like to listen to like the Alice in Chains, like the greatest hits, mm-hmm. and. Which case you're losing, like, you're hearing things off a of facelift and yeah. all their other ones. Right. So it had been so long since I had actually, like, kind of immersed myself in the whole album right. that to do that again was... Right. And this is the one you listen like, to constantly, right? Yeah, it was almost like hearing it again for the first yeah, time. That's, that's the best uh, experiences. Way better than hearing it again. For the first time mm-hmm. in a bad way. Like, God, I wish I had left that. Hearing it and going, oh, no. Why did I crack that one open? What's happened to my bands? Don't you think that there's a, uh, I won't go down 
this route too far because I think we could have a whole episode. But have uh, one thing I've learned from this, to some degree, is that the bands that age well uh, have already have some significant fame behind them. Yeah, you know. Well, they aged well for a reason. For a reason, like. Right. Like there's a reason like slaughter sounds horrible, and then you can listen to Alice in Chains. I it hurts to even say them in the same sentence. It does. And it sounds great. It's like the, the test of time is not a is not inaccurate. I don't think. No. So um, what uh, what what is it about this band? Well, sound wise, how would you describe these guys uh, uh, in comparison to their peers? They have. I don't know if it's fair to say that they have a greater mix of like acoustic usage, mm-hmm. but their usage is more intricate. Okay. Like, you know, the things that they're playing on an acoustic mm-hmm. don't suddenly feel like folk songs. Like if you okay. hear Pearl Jam do an acoustic set, right. all of a sudden, because of the way they've had to change, like, the drive of say like rocking in the free mm-hmm. world. Yep. It's a folk song now. Right. Whereas you can play Man in the Box, which right. isn't on this a, on an acoustic yeah. exactly how it was written. Yeah. And it's it works just fine. Mm-hmm. You could play Rooster and mm-hmm. it's sounds just like Rooster. Yeah. That was the scary song in this this album. <laughs> the whole was album it? is 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 uh uh, is unsettling to some degree. Like I can see why you pick it for Halloween. Mm-hmm. Why did you pick it for Halloween? I wanted to do. Because did I do Alice Cooper last year? I did Alice Cooper. Okay, I, and I ended up really liking it. Yeah, I still well, do. So did I. It's become because, one of my favorite albums because Alice is again. He's got that like yeah. that like yeah. ubiquity almost yep. because he he's done it a long time. He is Halloween. Yeah, he kind is. Of. <laughs> I like his every, new music too. Every show is Halloween. He yep. dies multiple times a show, yep. and it's very fun. He remi- his his whole thing reminds me a lot of Amigo the Devil in mm-hmm. that on stage it's like pandemonium, but they're personalized. They're a couple of goofballs, you know. Yeah, well, Amigo hopes your husband dies. <laughs> <laughs> you know the guy that he wrote that about did die. Oh no! Yeah. And the sad thing is, I is wonder that, if he feels bad. <laughs> yeah, no, he does. I saw him recently. And he said that they wrote this song, and and um, and then he and his ex made peace. He became friends with her husband. You know that song was obviously written when he had a less mature view of breakups mm-hmm. and relationships. It's one of his older songs, apparently. And and then he goes, um, I, and I don't know what to say. He passed away last two years ago, and, <laughs> and he uh... says, I he goes, I someone asked like basically the same question. Are you okay? He's like. It's hard to sing the song. He did sing it, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, yeah, I missed him the last time he was at oh, Pyramid God, Scheme, was... which made me sad. No, but... well, he was he was at Intersection last. You saw him at oh, Pyramid Scheme. You're right. Yeah, because I played that one. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sad we missed him the last time we were here at the but Intersection. I think, yeah, uh, it was I fantastic. Think, uh, the little guy was uh, much mm-hmm. too young for uh, yeah. an evening out. He really likes Grand Rapids. It sounds like so he'll be mm-hmm. back. But Good. Um, no, he he and Alice are both. Goof, I mean, they're complete goofballs off stage and, and very smart, I take it, you know. Uh, Millie Wake, of course. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, no, it is. Alice Cooper is Halloween. Uh, uh, but don't you think uh, Alice in Change has a little bit of, if not Halloween, it's always a little unsettling. Well, the imagery yeah. is 
in just about right. all of the songs, it's yeah. kind of whether it's you know a song like Rooster, which is about yeah. Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah, it's the scariest of the bunch. Or uh, I don't know. I think uh, I think I would give that to. Uh, perhaps down in a hole which is actually one of my favorite mm-hmm. ones because that's about suicide right yeah so yeah. and or drug use of some nature right which yeah, yeah that shows up a lot mm-hmm, which one of those things being one of those things that i tend to struggle with myself right. a little bit yeah right yeah not the drug use right yeah but the <laughs> wanting to be dead sometimes mm-hmm. yeah i certainly have that the, uh, That's why good therapists are important. They and are. good friends. I know. That's yes, right. Mo- mo- most good friends. <laughs> <laughs> good friends, good families, etc., etc., etc. Who care about your mental well-being mm-hmm. and, and even ask occasionally. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad. There was a lot of... Uh, it's how I remember reading some article about just the vast number of people f- who are such good musicians from this time and were also friends... Died of suicide. Kurt Cobain, mm-hmm. Chris Cornell. Um, did he? Did um, the lead singer of did Lane, Lane Stanley? Mm-hmm. It was, it was uh, an overdose. It was an overdose. Okay, no, no less sad. But I mean, uh, hmm. or, or, it's not a suicide, right? So yeah. at least he doesn't fit in that right. group with his peers. But, uh, a, a uh, yeah, but um, yeah. So did, did what kind of mood did this album put you in? <laughs> it's it. I don't know if a good mood yeah. is the right no, word. No, this is not an I mean, album. <laughs> it is a little bit to me because my brain is kind of strange. And yeah. Sometimes things like that actually do. like They do? Okay. But usually there's kind of, there's a musical tenant to mm-hmm. it that causes that right. kind of like uplift. Right. But yeah, this one definitely leans more on the uh, malaise side. Yeah. Particularly as a couple of the days that I listened to it, it was uh, yeah. rainy. Yeah, it's a it's a. Were they from Seattle? Yes. Okay. The the rain part is what triggered the Seattle thing. Of course <laughs> they were. Um, but yeah, that's uh, yeah. The, what um, what is it about Lane Stanley's voice and his whole um, mo that sets him apart? Because on paper you could just say he sounds like all the other you know. Um, her, 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 you know, the Seattle, you feel it, hello, you know, you know that voice, I just, they all have a little bit of. When you did that, I just flashed to the, uh, have you seen the weekend update where Adam Sandler does the entire thing in like a fake Eddie Vedder accent? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Eddie Vedder's even better looking in person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's so, oh, I'd love and to it's see like that. just off the wall but yeah i get what you're saying about how everybody had kind of that yeah. like i don't know if like weird guttural like pseudo guttural right kind um, of a it's like farther back in the throat not quite, not quite chest voice right but like deep throat deep, deep yeah deep throat and uh, <laughs> good, good nomenclature on that Hollywood, Halloween just got weird. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, but I, he, uh, the the videos that I watched of him in in light of this album, he's he looks like he he's a lot more fun on stage than you think he would be, mm-hmm. and that's what I thought differentiated from a lot of his peers. 
um, was that he just he was kind of a kind He's of a little goofy, kind of goofy, yeah. And uh, um. But what a front! What a front band! I mean, yeah, he's good lord. The old videos are incredible. There's an interesting thing, like there's an interesting vocal thing that mm-hmm. happens when, because Jerry Cantrell sings a lot of backup, right? Yep. When yep, they yep. sing together, there's like some weird harmony that oh, happens, beautiful. like on that song, you know, down, oh, down on jar, jar flies. Mm-hmm. That's the two of them. Yeah, it's gorgeous. That is such a good album. Um. That was like right in the in the most of wood off of this one is both of them together. Both of them together, right? At yeah. least the choruses. Yeah. So, um, well, what's your favorite uh, song on this? And you can't pick Rooster. I wasn't going to. Good. Um, down in a hole. Mm-hmm. Angry chair. <laughs> Angry chair is probably my favorite heavy one yeah, on this a, one because yeah. it's got that like tremendous bass presence yeah the production on this is just on like it's astounding oh it's so good like sparsely full right is a good way to yeah it's not too uh this was before you know the late 90s when compression was king and for you know unfortunately (laughs) and this one definitely gives us some breathing room uh so good but yeah what would you say to the uh, wayfish kid okay First of all, I'm not sure if that girl buried in the mud flats is dead or alive. Yeah. Don't think about it. <laughs> I know. Um, I wondered that too. That's what I thought. I was like, is it a body? Maybe, maybe hand that cover to him upside down yeah. and tell him not to look, depending on the uh, particular age of this wayfish child. Right. Yeah. Although there's nothing like per se mm-hmm. violent no. about it. No, it's a. If you're 13 um, or above, it's. No problem listening yeah, to this. Early younger, I don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I I've let the little guy listen to it. Yeah, he, right. He heard it all day the other day. Yeah. Not ah. that he can really like yeah. absorb it. Right, yet. yeah. No, um, he doesn't have a frame of reference to to know. <laughs> no. But we've listened to all kinds of stuff yeah, for that good. reason. That's mostly good. because early exposure is key to developing a broad musical sense. I that is yep. But Dear Wayfish Child in the Elevator, the uh, people who say that this is the era that killed the guitar solo are wrong. Right, yeah. It changed it. This is the album that killed Glam. Yes, I can I can and see that for sure. It's... Oh, crap. Um... I could tell you were really feeling this... Uh, I love this This album. uh This sermon... Up to the kid, and uh, mm-hmm. don't don't lose your petering out here. I'm trying to find a choice of words. That's tough, but um, you really like it. Yeah, especially when I'm still looking at like wiki notes about it. But <laughs> okay, it's that the last album. The beer is always so gross. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you sit with it too long, that's what happens. It's <laughs> the all, beer is delicious. It's all backwash, and I know it's like. Bleh. That is damn good, though. Anyhow, continue. Wayfish Child. <laughs> this is the album that killed Glam. Anyhow, Wayfish Child. We and can't even give him a name. That's how, <laughs> that's how abusive we are I to him like, for music. Well, 
I feel like we'll think of a name for I next. I feel like giving him a real name yeah. is going to cheapen the experience right. because he has to be somewhat faceless. Yeah, I know. To continue with an Alice in Chains yeah. reference filled I front concur. half. Um, it is, however, the album that led you mm-hmm. to the music you listen to now. Right. If it's if that music is rock. Right. Yes. Because you can still hear this everywhere within mm-hmm. current rock. Right. Yep. Especially with the '90s being cool for the past two years. Exactly. So weird to me. I'm fine with it. I know I couldn't be happier, but it is still weird to me. It makes me feel old. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good sermon. For the the fellow, you know, that's a um, good benediction for my half of the. What's um, you know how we said we talked about our old college days and there was balls in the hall, and we said let's think of something. <laughs> and I think it was Buddy, who we've mentioned several times, mm-hmm. one of uh, one of the early members of the group, um, uh, of the Facebook group. He had a really good one. He I had forgot a what it was. Good one. Shit, what was it? I could go. It look. was a, yeah, a non-phallocentric, yeah, vaginal. <laughs> while we're uh, while we're covering your, did he do that? Was that on your share of? It, yeah, it was on the newsboy when I, we posted the newsboys. No, no, it was for the for the ninety pound wuss um, one. Um, yeah, you post. I think much. that's the type of people who are going to really like our show. Is is like I said, people who are very nerdy about music. There it is. Um, who also like to talk about it. Cooter commuter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should have... It doesn't make sense. Yeah, but it's much, funny. But it's it's got good alliteration. It does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you are technically, you know. But uh, we should fill... Uh, we can do this more as the group builds up, but I would name the Wafish child yeah. that we harass through uh, music, the gift of music. Okay, it is your turn. All right. How long had it been since you heard this it's album? Probably twenty years, except for Rooster. Did this album live up to the magic? Of course it did. I was gonna try to like joke around with you and say like, yeah, I didn't love it honestly, and then say it, Just was, kidding. Okay, it was incredible. I guess. Yes, yeah. this is a phenomenal album. I do love the production. Uh, it's <laughs> it's very uh, unsettling. Uh, Lane Stanley is an interesting guy. Uh, rest in peace. And it's the songwriting's very solid, and it's just very holistic. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's that's a, a good word for it. Yeah, there's an overall tone to this album. We keep saying round, full, right? Or yep. What have you? Um, and, and I mean that as a compliment. Yeah. Like it's it's very cohesive in, yeah. in a good way. Well, it's a good it's a good general word for you know right. an album that you know what we were calling it. like people right. like people call the like top to bottom listens right yep and i guess and maybe the, i think that's a, some personal preference too is that one reason i was turned off by the newsboys this time around is that aside from some obvious blur influence i felt like it was a, it was not a cohesive album uh, and again, I, it hurts to even mention Slaughter, but that album had literally no cohesion. Oh, it was so bad. So bad. There's like a, a heavy blues song. Joe Satriani uh, doesn't just, really have any cohesion either. But it's not the album I picked. But I think it does because you would know, people who I think the fan base for him is the cohesion. You know, there it like, is. Yeah, you know, like the, 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 they'll follow him wherever he and his guitar take them, which is. Very weird places. It is weird places. Yeah. Some of them are my favorite places. Yeah. Yeah. 
but uh, yeah, no, this album had great cohesion. Uh, it's 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 just good. I mean, I it was uh, uh, them bones is such a great starter song. I, that's another that's thing I miss. Starter song. That's one of the first songs I learned on guitar. Yeah. actually. mostly because it's in drop D and requires very few. Like there's, I think there's three chords in the whole song, yeah. and most of it is tempo dynamics. Right, Th- and that's another thing I liked about this album, and it was kind of like the my my love for punk music is that it was pretty simple and basic. Like there were some incredibly, um, not even technical, but like as you said, in- incredible guitar work and stuff. But the chords were pretty. It wasn't all over the place. No, and and, I, and there was no fat to trim on this album it was just you know i could come up with a couple songs but it's unnecessary yeah yeah no this was a i loved listening to this and as soon as i heard i remembered all the songs and that's a good sign too Mm -hmm. i think do you remember the first time you heard this yep i well I, i saw the cover and i thought it was very cool this is when i was in eighth grade and i joined one of those get a bunch of Albums for free on Columbia House, <laughs> and and I remember it's back. Yep. It took almost a year, but the Columbia House Record Club has returned. Yeah, that's right. To our, to our discussion. Yeah. Well, I remember it was the first time. I think that in eighth grade is when I started to have actual like uh, framework to the to my musical tastes. Like that's when I started listening to a lot of punk, a lot of grunge, a lot of. Uh, like like Lemonheads is when I discovered Lemonheads. So when I got this album, I also got um, the Lemonheads. It's a shame about Ray in the same order. I got um, uh, in, in Utero, Nirvana. Mm-hmm. I got um, the the single soundtrack, which has Paul Westerberg on a lot of it, who's from Replacements, mm-hmm. and um, other ones. It was mostly grunge, grunge, Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Uh, Buffalo Tom, so all these re- this music that I still really like, and and is uh, most of the what I like is rooted into that somehow. Like if a, if an album doesn't have some punk influence, some country influence, and some '90s <laughs> influence, then it's going to take a little bit for me to like if it's it. It's not Tom Waits. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Tom Waits is kind of in his own category for me. Same with Bruce Springsteen, and that I really like them. They're some of my all time favorites, but they're such their own thing altogether. Mm-hmm. Like Bruce Springsteen's a genre of music, Tom Waits is a genre of music, but whereas with bands, you know, it's a little bit more. There's a little bit more, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, collaboration or was that the word? I'm, there's a lot more. There's um, a homogeneous, hum, yeah, yeah, in a good way, uh, of some sort. Yeah, yeah, like you, you know it when you hear it type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's how I first heard this one. I know what you're Columbia. trying to say. Yeah, I'm trying to explain <laughs> it. I know. <laughs> In a language that everyone here can easily understand. Well, I, I think understand. it's, it's a, you can say like, you know, Tom Waits' own genre, Springsteen's his own genre. I think a lot of singer-songwriters are their own genre, yeah. whereas with bands, you can easily fit them into these yep. different, you, you can know. limp, lump them into yeah. similarity. Right. You, you can say Green Day is a pop-punk band, yeah. you know, and, and be accurate. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, I, it's, it, I, I liked this album a ton when I was a kid. I always thought Lane Stanley was interesting, and I the only reason I hadn't listened to it in a while is because uh, a a lot of their songs are still on the radio, and um, b I just haven't listened to it. <laughs> I'm good at more now. You know, we can touching back a little bit on the uh, mm-hmm. like, why did I pick this for Halloween? Right. Yeah. They had the video that scared me the most mm. as a small child. Mm-hmm. Which which one? 
Man in the Box. Yeah. Um, I don't remember. I remember Rooster being kind of a scary video. On this album, but at the end of that video, the hooded figure that you keep seeing mm-hmm. lifts his hood and his eyes are sewn shut. Oh, and I God. remember awesome. <laughs> seeing that at like super 30 in the morning. Yeah. As a impressionable child and just kind of like right <gasps> yeah yeah it's pretty okay not sleeping anymore right yeah it's pretty it's gonna go ahead and be afraid now yeah it's kind of it's not okay yeah there's well, a reason that got aired with a graphic imagery warning yeah well there's um i remember one i still love the cure but um i was so scared of their videos as a kid uh like um that one song uh What's it called? Lullaby, I think. Yeah. Probably. That video is just horrifying. Aren't they all just, aren't all their videos just like plain damn weird though? Yeah, they are, but kind they're very, like, very 80s weird. Like Kind um, of like tool videos, which yep. are just plain damn weird claymation. I, I would say the difference is the Cure ones have, um, they're, I mean, as a kid, I thought they were scary, but you watch them now, they're more like kind of fun scary, uh, whereas tools are just fucked up. <laughs> scary. <laughs> It's just kind like of like Trent Reznor's videos. It's like, oh my plain God. damn weird yeah. to steal a line from one of my favorite oddball mo- oddball movies. Yeah, which one? Uh, the Spirit. I have not seen that movie. You haven't? I know oh, I've seen it. It's been about a bit. That was a Robert Rodriguez movie, right? Yeah, it was good. It's awesome. Yeah, I kind of With, forgot uh, about it. Scarlett Johansson yep. and Samuel L. Jackson as yeah. the villains. That's right. That's right. That was a good movie. Samuel L. Jackson, who's trying to invent a serum to make himself truly immortal. Yeah. yeah. And he keeps screwing it up. And then, like, he injects one of his henchmen and he turns into a foot. (laughs) (laughs) And he's just, he's watching the foot jump around the table and he's going, That's just plain damn weird. Yeah. Oh, that's (laughs) such a good line. But (laughs) it's just like, you know, in a complete aside mm-hmm. tangent of things <laughs> that are strange and weird. Yeah. Um, That's why we exist. Let's see. Where were we on your take? First time you I, heard I, it, right? Yeah, and, okay. I, and I very much enjoyed this album. What are some of the things you love, like, you like most? The production, the cohesion. Uh, I really like uh, them bones. That the first song um, is that what's called? Good enough to do the for them bones. That's a great opener. rooster. I'm just so sick of at this point. Even though I think it's a good song with an important message. I learned it. You did. Yeah. I mean, it's just been played. I remember hearing a jam band cover it. I'm like, oh lord, don't don't do this, guys. Why? Why would you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Especially because you're gonna put a 37 minute. That's what they did in the middle of it. Yeah, I remember some jam band, and I was like, oh please stop, please. Was um, it fish? I, I don't want to say because it's a local one. Oh, now I know which one it is. <laughs> yeah, I know you do. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I, the uh, I liked. Um, I like the griminess. It was super grimy. I liked that it was kind of scary, uh, very dark, and um, he's a really good growler. You know, ah, it's it's ah! A, it makes you feel dirty, but like in a different yeah, way but an awesome li- way than listening to like Appetite for Destruction, right? Which yeah, kind of makes you feel like you left some sort of 
right theater or club after which you yeah. need a long hot shower right and like, perhaps that's not enough right yeah and, and yeah and perhaps you shouldn't return <laughs> this or perhaps go to church right yeah, yeah exactly yeah that would get you this, back in the worship this this one might make you go to church too but probably because you may or may not have just killed someone <laughs> right that yeah may, exactly that confession may be the soundtrack to what going on here with this album <laughs> based on the title and the yeah. cover and some of the subject matter therein. Right. Oh, God, that's really funny. <laughs> Was there anything that stood out that you didn't like production-wise? Or... Some of the jangly uh, high-end guitars uh, is just not my preference. I like really thick mastering. Their, uh, their choice of acoustic timbres. Yeah. But it was nothing that bad. I mean, I think that's more of a everything's the product of its own time, mm-hmm. so you can't be too hard on it. Uh, like, and it's kind of anachronistic to even say that type of thing. Like, I like how things are mastered these days better than back then. I'm like, well, that they didn't do it that way then. So, get well, over yourself. back in my day, we had yeah. real music. We had real, yeah, right. <laughs> it's essentially that to some to some degree. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was nothing. I, I just really enjoyed listening to this album. Uh, I'm going to continue listening to it. This is the one I would get on vinyl. Um, I would for love sure to hear this on vinyl. Mm-hmm. Yep. I forgot to give you my copy of Rory Gallagher for a couple weeks ago. Oh, right. Like I said, I was gonna. Oh, that's right. It's okay. You found it on Spotify. Right. Um, favorite songs? Um, the the Man in the Box one I still liked. Um, uh, the, I think them Bones one, uh, just because it was so... I like music that sounds like that. Like, you know, I, Guns N' Roses, where it's a mix of, like, really primal, but also very well... Uh, uh, composed mm-hmm. like there's there's no fat to trim in a good way uh but it's also kind of sophisticated in its in its own way and i just think his voice really really shined on that song and it was the first one that reminded me like oh yeah i used to be really into this album like it brought back a lot of mm-hmm. memories immediately i remember my brother wrote a um one act play in college uh that was pretty good and and it got i mean on campus at least got some notice and it had um uh it started off with them bones, mm. you know, and it, so it's a, there's a good '90s memory uh, there. I was gonna say it was called Man in a Box. <laughs> no, the, well, no, the the, uh, the the that would have been a good one. No, the the play was called the um, the uh, a, a, a sudden killing of old people, children, and animals. <laughs> like it was, it was very no, much like... a Quentin Tarantino time where all the humor was very dark. But it was about these. It was like a play within a play. I remember this guy and a girl were bored, and they said, we're bored. What do you want to do today? He's like, want to go see a movie now? You want to kill elderly people, children, animals? He's like, yeah, let's do it. And um, and then the director jumps on the stage and says, cut, cut, cut. You weren't supposed to do that. Uh, and then there's a whole dynamic of uh, – it's kind of smart now that I say it out loud. <laughs> a lot of broken fourth wall. It was, it was broken fourth walls. Like he, he, made a very, he had a very specific vision that he wanted to make the director – and then the two main people completely jettisoned that. And the rest of the play was them discussing why they should or should not do that. That's pretty good. <laughs> That's very smart for what? You said high school? No, uh, college. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was, you know. 
but um but it's um and they kept restarting the scene of this play like they do it they go against the director's wishes the director would come out and yell at them they'd restart it and every time them bones would play you know to to redo the scene um even though with its inevitable demise uh, each scene but uh, maybe that's why I like it. I mean, it's just a good good '90s memory of uh, seeing plays on a college campus that my brother wrote. <laughs> so, yeah. But that song, at the same time, sounded really good to me. And Wayfish Child in the Elevator. I would say this is a very easy album to like. Um, there, uh, I, and I would point out there's a few production things that I know you're going to complain about because I know how you friggin' turds act, uh, and, and you're nitpicky and you annoy the hell out of me. But if you just take this in, read a little bit about the context of Lane Stanley, about their importance to, you know, Seattle grunge and all that, uh, and how long they played up until his death, you know, unfortunately, uh, then you're going to find an album that's very hard to dislike. This is one of those albums that someone said they didn't like it. I wouldn't totally believe that they listened to it closely. Yeah. I mean... Like, you don't have to prefer the sound, but like, exactly. it's, you know... It's like, hard not to... Even if you dislike it, appreciate it for some reason. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm not actually a huge Bob Dylan fan. I much prefer Jacob Dylan. But, like, I understand he's important to music. And so I can find something to like in there. Um, And I think it's the same thing with this and a lot of... uh, Same with Soundgarden. I mean, like, they're such a big, important band. I... You know, yeah, I want to have Bob Dylan sold my publishing rights money. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah, right. We all want for that. For what sum of millions Just of dollars? But, but yes, Wayfish Kid, find out more about this group, listen to the album, and if you don't like it, give it a second try, because I think you're just kidding yourself. All right. It is time, uh, then, for ooh. the... Uh, one of the bands that died a little inside when Alice in Chains came out. I know. Right? Motley Crue. I know. Alice in Chains was reacting to what Motley Crue had become, I if think. No, if nothing else, it got Motley Crue to take their makeup off. Right. With Shout at the Devil, which, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, was their debut album, wasn't it? I thought Motley Crue, when it had the belt buckle, was. I may be wrong. I'm going to look, because that's part of what we do here, is fact check ourselves poorly. <laughs> We'll start with you because it's your album. Did this album live up to the magic? Ye- While I'm looking, yes and no. When I first heard this album, I remember hearing it during the Halloween season, and uh, this was right in the throes of Satanic Panic. It was like the one year where my parents had rules, mm-hmm. and um, like like I said, it really was Satanic Panic. It really was a thing. Too fast for love is the one you're thinking of. Okay. And is that their first one? Yeah. That's 1981. Okay. Then this one. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember a kid, Eric uh, Eric DeWitt, had a big boombox. This was in, like, 1986. And I remember him playing it. And at the time, like I said, for some reason, my parents just had rules suddenly. And we couldn't listen to much music at all. And, she, and I remember my parents would, like, look at, like, my Bon Jovi tape and say, Slippery when what? I know what that means. You can't listen to this. And um, yeah, so when the I pavement is slippery when it's wet because <laughs> that's a garbage bag. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Yeah, but uh, but there's definitely a double entendre. But mm-hmm. um, I remember Eric uh, Dewitt playing this. And it, 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 there was something about it. I knew it was forbidden by my parents and, and my church at the time, so that made me want to listen to it more. 
it was very transgressive. I remember him showing me the cover and I was like horrified, but I'm like, Oh my God, these are, this is evil, but it's interesting to me. And there's uh, guys in makeup. It's very yeah. scary. It is. It, that's, but the thing is at the time it was like, that yeah. was a weird, I had never seen that before. And it was like scary, you know, grease paint makeup. <laughs> you know, yeah. like they were trying. Their makeup is terrible. Like when terrible. you go back and look at yeah. it again. But it fits. There was a Halloween aesthetic to this. And that's the album itself didn't. I. It was half of it I thought was very good. Half of it was completely unnecessary. Uh, but I love the Halloween aesthetic. I like the Halloween aesthetic that the glam rock bands did better than their like alpha male stupid shit that they became that Alice in Chains was reacting to. Uh you know the where where it was just almost like a cartoon after a while, um, so so I really appreciate the Halloween aesthetic and the the scariness and I liked half the songs I think are are, are damn good. Mm-hmm. I had a good time listening to it for the most part. Some of it I zoned out on. <laughs> you know. Well, that's kind of what happens mm-hmm. sometimes with these when we're doing right. If we're not actually like committed to sitting down, yeah, like, we're gonna listen to this. Right. I'm gonna listen to this. I'm now. gonna listen. So this album did then live up to the magic. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah it was good. Oh, let's talk about the production because I feel a little bit like it might have been a little '80s stale already. Yeah, it was completely, even, completely. The, the even one, though the it songs, was only 1983, yeah. I almost feel like it was. The songs you know, that weren't good were the ones that were obviously just some schmuck having fun in the studio and like you know the helter skelter cover i'm like oh you got this was not needed at all (laughs) oh i know why it was needed then the album would have only been 30 oh is that what it was it's long yeah just play this you weirdos they needed another one yeah what's something you guys just know yeah we know this can you just like bang that out really fast right um, whereas like songs like, you know, children of the, uh, beast. I loved that song. I thought that was like really clever and fun and it fit the Halloween aesthetic, but also was like well written tune in their own Motley Crue way. So it's an instrumental. Yeah. But I like, I mean, it was yeah. a, it was just like, it set a spooky tone, you know, they've got some good, there was some good spooky stuff yeah. on there. Yeah, like it just felt like the th- kind of thing you'd hear. Like I like the heavy metal. You feel like you're like climbing a mountain and going on a, a token type adventure, or like uh, where you're in a haunted forest or something. And so, like Children of of uh, of the Beast, I thought had a lot of that. Uh, as did like uh, for songs that had singing, like um, you know, Looks That Kill. I thought mm-hmm. that was really really cool. Shout of the Devil. That's good too. Mm-hmm. I, you know. Again, this is still stuff that's on the radio too. Yeah, yeah. Like it's still on, the, like Alice in Chains. It's still on the classic right. rock, or in this case, in the case of Grand Rapids, the uh, yeah, everybody's rock station, GRD. GRD, right? Yeah, <laughs> I the classic. Kind of hate that they've tried to become like the everybody rock station. I know. I know. Can you please just go back to only playing stuff as old as nineteen ninety one? Right. <laughs> Yeah, but I concur. It's also weird to hear Collective Soul on the cla- the oh, actual yeah, classic the rock station. station right? Like, wow, you, guys. You hear Stone Temple Pilots on yeah. the classic Here's rock an station, and you go, oh, Plush. God, we're old now. Uh, yeah, oh, no. Right. It's happened. Yeah, we most certainly are. <sighs> I hate that it happened. <laughs> uh, okay, we did production stuff. How do you feel about Vince Neil's voice? 
I thought it sounded then as opposed to now where he doesn't terrible. actually have one because he's uh, yeah, succumbed I, to age. Yeah, and, and bad lifestyle and, choices. Um, yeah. <laughs> I thought his voice sounded great on this one. Yeah, I thought I thought the whole band sounded really tight and, and good. And uh, even if the production had its had its spots, they're like a, they're a super tight band. Like I know you know the joke, not even a joke, but when Leonard Skinner first started recording, they had been playing so much as friends that the engineer was basically like, "All right, we got it in one take." Mm-hmm. And I know Motley Crue was pretty similar to that. It's not a joke. I've seen the Skinner documentary. Yeah, I've too. Yeah. Like, they went in and they banged out an album in an yep. afternoon because yeah. all they ever did yeah, was, was yep. show up and practice. Yep, and, and they write. were best friends, so they had like mm-hmm. a natural chemistry. I think Motley Crue was a lot like that too, from what I've read, where they just played constantly together, so that when they got famous, it was just like plug in and do whatever you do, and you're going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. Show up and do what you've been doing. Right. Just do it for somebody else. Right. Favorite songs. Uh, looks that kill uh, the children of the beast one. I mean, even if it was instrumental, I thought it was just lovely. Um, I really liked looks that kill. Um, there was no songs I so that just the chorus of that sounds like spooky to me. She's got the look. <laughs> well, they, they've always had good gang vocals. That's a, and I agree. And I was gonna say something along those lines is that when they all sing together loudly, it's really they, good. They know a good chant. Yep, they do. Uh, and that's and this album had a lot of that. Um, Not so much a good harmony, but no, no, they weren't really. A, um, no, Poison had really good harmony. That was a big mm-hmm. no. When I hear the music, Lord, don't let it play. I like Poison. I'll have to pick one of them. It's probably gonna be "Look What the Cat Dragged." In. Yeah, that's such a good album. <laughs> well, CC Deville is a tremendously underrated guitar he player. Is. Well, and with them, they were just, they were barely a metal band. They were really were They're a pop band. Mostly there to be silly. Yeah. That's why I liked them, though. Like, I feel like uh, Brett, um, uh, what's his name? Brett Michaels. Brett Michaels is very sensitive to what um, people want to hear in a good way. Like, we, so I feel like his concert, there's not a wasted beat. Uh, we know that he has a sense of humor because he was on The Masked Singer a couple of seasons ago. Oh, right. Yeah, he was the it. banana. He was the banana. That's right. I think that was the like the COVID season. So that yeah. was maybe one season ago. And and I think I've I've read enough to know that he really just wants to make money and knows how to do it off music. Mm-hmm. And there's something kind of cool about that. <laughs> as long as the music is good. He's an entrepreneur. He's an entrepreneur. He knows, <laughs> what, he knows what people want to hear and yeah. he goes and does it. And then... Yeah. Sells yeah. himself in other ways. Right. Those, those are the the people from that hair metal thing that have aged well. Whereas Motley Crue, they'll always be popular, but they're kind of a joke now. And yeah, they you know. Well, they keep. They're doing the Kiss School of Reti- They're going to the right. Kiss School of Retirement. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. We're done. This is the last concert ever. Yeah. We have a new album coming out. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty much it. Kiss Farewell 9. <laughs> Apparently, Paul Stanley can still run in boots. Right. So here we are. So here we are. Yeah, why, why not at this point? <laughs> oh, least favorite songs. Helter Skelter. I have hated every millisecond of that. Lots. I have a very, <laughs> just as a general rule, I usually have a firm hatred yeah. of most Beatles covers. I mean, it's just hard to pull off, and it seems like it's like a easy, like oh, I'll just do a cover of Helter Skelter. All right, successful Beatles co- Beatles covers that I've heard. Aerosmith's version of "Come Together." Yeah, that's good. 
Kenny Wayne Shepherd's version of Your Blues off oh, no the kidding. White Album. Yeah, sure. No, I know. Mostly okay. because he turned the blues up to a thousand. Right. Yeah. And that's pretty much where it stops. There's uh, <laughs> one of my favorite all time. He's like, it's. Uh, oh, uh, and Dale Wick's version of Here Comes the Sun. Yeah. Oh, he does a good one of that? Yeah. Um, um, so one Beatles cover that I absolutely love is by one of my favorite singers, Charlie Parr, and it's of Rocky Raccoon, which is a great mm. Beatles song. He just does a perfect, perfect version of it. Is that a Ringo vocal? Rock, I think, I think it is Ringo. Rocky Raccoon. He usually gets all the weird ones like yeah. Octopus's Garden. And- I think. I don't know which if it's is Ringo. one of my favorite yeah, it's a great Beatles song. songs. Yeah. I like Ringo. Not to be confused with Revolution, which is yeah. possibly my favorite distorted guitar tone of yeah. all time, yep. which is literally a Rickenbacker plugged directly into the board with too much <laughs> turned up just a little too hot. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> Wayfish Child in the Elevator. I would say. Um, this is one where A, I'd want to know a little bit more about his musical taste because then I'd wonder if this would be interesting to him, but not necessarily a, something he connected to musically, or if it was something he connected to musically. Like I, as someone who makes and enjoys horror-influenced music, I'd still, even if this album isn't perfect, I find it interesting. Mm-hmm. So if he was one that was like in you know, Amigo the Devil or you know the aforementioned Amigo the Devil or Alice Cooper. Um, I would say this is a really good album for that, and I think I think I lost interest in Motley Crue. I like Doctor Feelgood; that's a good album, but I lost interest in them when they kind of walked away from this fun part of it and became more just like a bunch of stupid idiots. <laughs> so um, stupid idiots who have Starbucks in their basement because I don't want to walk down the hill, Tommy Lee. <laughs> I have a grotto because Hugh Hefner has one. Right, yeah. Yeah, just that shit. Um, so, no, I would, say, I would say, like, do you like this kind of music? Okay, cool. Well, listen to these guys. They were really interesting when they first started doing music, and it was very good music, and I think this album uh, is an example of that. And I'd want to follow up, like, what did you not like on this? Mm-hmm. To, because I think what I didn't like about it was the parts that just didn't age well because of production or being unnecessary or just not being that good. Like, you know, this could have been an EP, like a special yeah. Halloween EP release. Yeah. Well, I could I could pretty easily pare this down to like mm-hmm. six songs. Yeah. Same here. Same here. <laughs> I right. could pare this down to 20 minutes for them. Yep. You could put yeah. that out for four ninety nine yeah. and yep. make a killing. Exactly. I, I, I like the album pr- pretty darn well. I, I do like this band. Uh, I like songs of theirs better than whole albums, I'd say, and this is further proof of that. But it was fun. I felt very Halloween spirit mm. from listening to it. Yay, Halloween. All right. That is my end of it. Yes. Did you like this album? Uh, and had you heard it uh, as a kid at all? I hadn't heard it as a kid. Okay. But, you know... Kind of my knowledge of Motley Crue is like a greatest. My knowledge of Motley Crue is more of a greatest hits album right. than a like yeah deep investment. Same, same here. I, I, I you're right. So I think a lot of people, except for the diehard fans, that's kind of their mm-hmm. approach to Motley Crue. Like, yeah, unless love... you were conceived during yeah. a Motley Crue concert in the bathroom, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in some manner. with a cigarette in mouth yeah. as it happened, yeah. Uh, what, uh, well, you know what, what, what was your favorite and what was your least favorite? 
or a favorite and a least favorite. Prefacing it with uh, the fact that Mick Mars is has one of my favorite guitar tones I've ever heard. Oh in yeah, my I love Mick Mars because yeah. it's kind of like he was the older one, right? He's the one with a uh, he's got some kind of a like a congenital or hereditary disease that basically makes him a living zombie. He like the one. He's think, like a weird guy in the in the dirt. I remember. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like I think the, I think the last like I watched like a tour documentary of mm-hmm. them because it was like, right. well, I'm curious. He was like barely moving <laughs> because he can't. He's got an issue, like a fatigue issue or mm-hmm. something. Oh, poor I'm guy. Looking it up right now. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah, he has some rare form of arthritis okay. that primarily affects his pelvis and spine. So basically, That's... he stands completely upright and like yeah. just shuffles. <laughs> but he has yeah, the raunchiest, yeah. dirtiest. Yeah, like when I watched guitar tone that like I've yeah. ever heard, like yeah. out of all of the glam metal bands right his is the one that sounds like it just finished killing a guy in a bar bathroom right and just like walked out like nothing happened like nothing happened yeah like walked out and got another drink mm-hmm. and went back to the bar because no one's gonna ask right yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and uh and that's the thing i do like about motley crew is that they have that nasty which is which is really his contribution. Just a nasty mm-hmm. at the beginning, especially biker, gross biker bar uh, meets Halloween vibe. Yeah. When I watched like the behind the music mm-hmm. as like a thirteen year old kid, he was like, "I what did I want to do? I want to grow my hair down to my ass and play the loudest, dirtiest yeah. rock and roll I could think of." <laughs> that's pretty cool. And then that's the birth of Motley and Crue right yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, was was there a, was there a song that you a song or two that you just were bored by or didn't like? I've never been a big fan of their ballads, so like "Too Young to Fall in Love" yeah. is just oh, kind of like, like I kind of like that one. Eh. They don't. Do you like um, "Home Sweet Home" that song? It's a little overkill okay. for me, kind of like uh, "Rooster." Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, it it is overkill. Yeah, I it's think a it's little, a really lovely tune. It's yeah. a little overkilled, like Rooster. Yeah. Every rose has its thorn. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Heaven by Warren. I know. I know. All good, actually, well written songs. <laughs> All great that are just songs, overplayed. but yeah. I, you know, there was a time in my life where I only listened to the classic rock station. Right, yeah. Like that was it, which right. means I heard those four songs All the time. five times a day. Yeah. I don't really want to hear him anymore. Yeah, there is a, a great. Uh, it's an interview between uh, 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 post release between mm-hmm. Eddie Vedder and Damien Eccles, and when Damien Eccles was released from prison, you know, for false mm-hmm. false uh, murder accusations. Still, three of the coolest documentaries. Yeah, oh, they're ever so good. Seen. I'm so actually, good. When I finished the set, mm-hmm. I was flabbergasted at some of the like human development yep. of some of the people at the who yep. in the first movie were like ring their necks yep. they're satanists and yep. then they're like you know maybe they're not so bad yeah that's we right might. steve avery the main the main mm-hmm. guy he had a real i kind of like the guy because he actually changed as a person and know? also i'm sitting back going 
that kid's dad did it. The stepdad freaking did it. Which wait, which one? Um, oh, the one that sued the Dixie Chicks. That's who I think did it. Is that who you're referring to? The kid, Stephen Avery's yeah, stepdad. Yeah, he played he, guitar, and I think he did it totally. He freaking did it. Like yeah. he watches answers from like yep. the first movie to the third one. Yeah, that dude is hiding more than right. That dude's hiding more secrets than the Nazi government was. Yeah, yep. Well, did you see the one Peter Jackson made, which was essentially made to get them freed? You know, it was basically a... I haven't uh, seen the Peter Jackson Yeah, it's one. really... It's my favorite one What's because... What's that one called again? Um, West of Memphis. And okay. Nick, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis do the soundtrack. Henry Rollins is in it. Um, Eddie Vedder is a big part of it. Mm-hmm. But basically, the, the, the first three, you kind of have to piece together your, your point of view. Mm-hmm. The, West of Memphis was essentially made as a... Very, very polished a, a, legal argument. A, a stark legal argument. Yeah, yeah. But it's still enter, it's entertaining as much as something that, that can be. But yeah, that's that's the I, one I would I'll show people because there's no arguing with... They're like, okay, these kids simply were put in prison and shouldn't have been. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they, Peter Jackson seems to indicate that that guy did it. Well, um, look at the other three yeah. movies about this. Yep. And then yeah. you tell me right. if that dude's evasive. Yeah. And he thinks he doth protest right. too much in the first two movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you're, if you're listening to this, please watch those. They're very good and they're interesting uh, people. Uh, but like, um, there's a part where, uh, this is post-release, where Eddie Vedder was like, I remember after you basically drove from prison to my apartment, um, and I bought all these records that I knew you liked, and then I bought some that you would not have heard because you were in prison during the release. Mm-hmm. And but the first, uh, and I thought you'd probably pick like Metallica's, you know, Black Album or you know something like that. And the first album you picked was Warrant. Put Heaven isn't too far away on there. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and when and when I saw you do that, I knew without a doubt you didn't kill anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, you picked a love ballad over all these ones. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that that's uh, didn't pick like slayer like angel of death yeah exactly yeah hey it's not a song about joseph mengele it's about <laughs> some it's some bizarre love ballad yeah yeah which i'm still not entirely certain that heaven isn't too far away it doesn't have like some sort of romeo and juliet right. thing yeah on. no that's a good point no it, it probably is uh, not just a cute little love tune I mean, but we'll have to pick that one so yeah yeah i could do warren i could do warren so we can over dissect a sacker and hair metal ballad yeah maybe we'll, we'll we can do a bonus one where we watch uh, those documentaries and talk about them i mean those are pretty tied into heavy metal culture <laughs> well, at this point if we but, actually did this to try and make money that would have been a good patreon yeah yeah, yeah. But i'll have to see if west of memphis is free anywhere yeah i i think i own it I, if, if you want to I'll, I'll check on it, but it's good. I'm sure it's free um, somewhere. Yeah, maybe. yeah, right. You'll be able to find it. But uh, well, uh, well, what what would you say to the uh, the wayfish punk who does never listens to our fucking recommendations? <laughs> well, he'd have a lot better musical taste if he paid attention. For one, um, kid, this album could be half as long as yeah, it is. That's right. But buried within all the wreckage of things that are unnecessary yeah. are some really good songs. Right. Yeah, there there are some choice hits on here. So you listen to it listen to it once, mm-hmm. maybe twice, yeah. see if you can tell me which ones needed to go. Right. See that would be interesting to me to hear that. I know we spend a lot of time telling everyone 
what we think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we should listen to the poor kid. Nah. <laughs> I never said we should let him finish his sentence. <laughs> yeah, that, right, exactly, yeah. <laughs> He's allowed to speak. Right. Not allowed to finish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so what are we doing for our next uh, our, uh, Halloween uh, delay? Next week, the House post-Halloween, yep. Justin is doing Houses of the Holy. I haven't heard with- that in years. I was hoping we were going to do two tonight, yeah. but yeah. so I listened to it, but you it's, did? Good. Okay. it's good exposure for the kid. Yeah, exactly. And I am doing Ozzy Osbourne's No More Tears. Perfect. All right. Which, note for you, listen to the expanded version, okay. not the like super duper long one. Okay. Um, um, I just can't listen to that one song because it reminds me of when a gun was pulled out of me. Crazy Train. Yeah, well, that's not on this one, right. so you're thank, fine. Thank God. <laughs> well, kids, um, be be safe in your Halloween travels. Eat lots of candy. Get a designated driver on Devil's Night. <laughs> Don't check your candy for razor blades. <laughs> that's a lie your parents told to steal your candy. Exactly. But right, and a good one. Wear your mask if your parents say so. Yes. Get your vaccine. Please. Get your booster if you're eligible. Please. Wear a mask where indicated. Wash your hands. Yep. Go to Justin's show. Please. Don't say hi or do. Yeah. Either one. <laughs> yeah. um, go to the show and leave me alone. Exactly. <laughs> give them your money and go please. away. Yes, and give Alex your guitars and your money. Yes. And please come and pick them up. Yes, and please pick them up. Right, um, yeah, with cash in hand. That is our show. Good night, everybody. Good night. Have a spooky Halloween. Ooh.